0: books the podcast the only podcast about books i'm tim i'm tom and we are booksmen tim i watched uh, a
1: documentary this week called the booksellers have you heard about this documentary no is it a book about peter sellers no it's a documentary you fucking idiot what did i just yeah, tell you
0: like i thought you meant a biography
1: well i didn't say that i said a documentary
0: all right, just say what you got to say about the Peter Sellers movie that you watched. <laughs>
1: it's called The Pink
0: Panther. Was, he, was he in The Pink Panther? He was. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. I thought my dad got really excited to show me The Pink Panther movie. Oh, yeah, uh, awful.
1: He, it's not a cartoon. And,
0: uh, it's not a cartoon, first of all. And then second of all, uh, apparently the first Pink Panther movie it's pretty much mostly serious and like the sequels got like progressively like wackier and my dad sat me down and like made me watch it as a five-year-old and then like afterwards he's like I'm sorry I did that this was this was a boring (laughs) movie I forgot that the first one's kind of boring a five-year-old shouldn't have had to sit through that good job but like I don't know yeah I mean
1: I'm sure I'd love those movies now but as a kid expecting (laughs) to you know settle in for a feature-length cartoon yeah, absolutely not, which is why, like, Although as a I kid, couldn't,
0: I couldn't I couldn't figure out the, the Pink Panther's vibe. He seemed like a little too aloof and sinister. The cartoon.
1: Yeah, well, he was mute in the cartoon, right?
0: Yeah, but yeah. I didn't like his vibe. He just seemed like he was. up Yeah, to, like, something I mean,
1: those, creepy. those cartoons were not in heavy rotation either. No, uh, but anyway, this documentary, the booksellers, it's on Amazon Prime. It's about, um, uh, New York City booksellers. Hmm. Uh, like. This so it's
0: not just a clever name.
1: No, like, uh, re- mostly about, like, rare book dealers. Uh, and it was, uh, very interesting. Very interesting in that it has, like, a lot of, like, very authentically New York people. Of just, like, this person's a freaking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> And like they're a rare bookseller, but only because, like what else would they do? I don't like
0: rare books is like that's different than running a bookstore there you, oh, you have absolutely. to be like a, 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 like rare books are a weird thing like it's it's the the cross section of like yeah, I like books and also like I'm a maniac and yeah. I have too much money
1: well before I forget uh the re- the reason why I brought this up was uh throughout that documentary the the uh uh word booksman appeared multiple times Ooh. <laughs> yeah so I was like hey I'm a booksman these guys are booksmen mm. um yeah it is a weird a very weird uh occupation and also, the type of occupation where towards the end of it, towards the end of the documentary, like all the older uh, rare book dealers are like, ah, we're a dying breed. This is it for us. You know, eBay's ruined everything. You know, now now there's too much access and like you don't find rare things because people... It's easy. I mean, basically, it was like, now we can't screw people over. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now it's too easy for people to find out if something they own is worth money and then sell it for themselves. Um, But they didn't put it that way. Uh, But then they would talk to uh, younger rare book dealers who were like,
0: no, fuck those old guys. (laughs) Like.
1: This well, were a, these
0: people were these younger rare book dealers born rich and will always be rich?
1: Uh, no, not necessarily. Like some of okay. them some of them were born into the trade. And they were basically just like, no, I mean, things have changed because that's how the world works. Things change. And yeah, you can't do things the old way, but there are new ways to do things and new ideas you can put out there. And so many of these rare book dealers was like, you know, they'd be on, they were also begrudging, like, oh, now like there's no hunt, you know, now you can just, you know, search on eBay or Google things and you can find it. But it used to be, you would have to hunt. But then at the same time, they were showing like, you know, these people would be hunting books for years and then they would find it and they'd be like, ah, finally, my great white whale. On the bookshelf you go and never pulled out again.
0: <laughs> that happened to me, Tom. I uh, I was always looking for this Harry Nilsson record. Mm-hmm. Um, Nilsson sings Newman, Tom. It's uh, Harry Nilsson covered all these Randy Newman songs. Uh-huh. Uh, you'd love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, am sure. And it was like, I could go on eBay and I could I could buy that record, but like I I just looked at every like used record store I ever came across, and one time yeah, I was yeah. in Upstate at like one of those weird state fairs things where like there were numerous booths that were selling like Trump fuck your feelings flags that were like the size of a house, <laughs> uh-huh. and then like the next booth would be like used records, and I found a Nielsen Sings Newman. Uh, the record and I was like oh, I've been looking for this for like 10 years and I, I bought it I told the guy he's like oh it's great And they tried to tell me this whole long story about Harry how, how he met Harry Nilsson this one time but like he's like oh and he died a week later and then you were like hey pal thing.
1: read the flag
0: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um and then uh it's just I, I listened to it once when I got home <laughs> but you're like this guy I didn't put it on again
1: yeah. It's, uh, uh, how much did that record cost?
0: Probably like eighteen bucks.
1: Oh, okay. So not like yeah. a crazy no, amount of money.
0: No. It's a well, good condition too.
1: Well, and that was kind of the the. It, it seemed like these younger booksellers. That was kind of the idea they were into. Was like volume rather than running a business based on finding something in a yard sale for a quarter (laughs) that then you're going to turn around and sell for $5,000. Right. Whereas, like, oh, no, you can find, like, reasonably priced things that, you know, people will pay you double what you paid for it, (laughs) and that's a healthy margin, but... uh, I
0: mean, with all that kind of stuff, like, it's all, it's all, like... I do understand that it's like we we shouldn't make these things too efficient because then that reveals how silly this whole exercise is, right? Like, yeah. Because like you could just digitize, like the information in those books, like you did like this is, this is I, not to get into the NFTs again, but like <laughs> all they did was move the art world, like all the pretension and bullshit of the art world and they digitized it. Yeah. Um, And they, like, made it more efficient. But, like, I think that just pulls it to focus, like, how stupid all this stuff is. Like, oh, no, I own this piece of art that you can, like. But, like, I think with with books, it's, like, I think you just have to leave it as, like, this irrational obsession. Because, like. Yeah. I don't know. I could have bought that that Harry Nilsson record on eBay. But, like. It was more about like going into every record store I saw and the romanticism of the hunt and everything. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. And that and like the that was that was kind of the other thing that uh, was pissing me off about these old people because they were, you know, like, ah, this doesn't happen anymore.
0: And their papery skin.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But meanwhile, I'm thinking, like, well, yeah, it does just it's spread out. People now hunt vinyl people hunt, Mm -hmm. you know, old video games. Like, you know, just the idea of collectors has widened. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they talk with this uh, woman who collects uh, like a lot of uh, uh, old hip hop magazines. And, and she was talking about how, like, you know, so much of the history of hip hop is just it's not available online. It's in these like '90s magazines with interviews with you know people like Tupac Shakur, where it's like this. In- this interview is not online anywhere, and he says mm-hmm. a bunch of interesting things in this. Uh, so it's like, well, yeah, I'm I'm not trying to hunt down a first edition. Alice in Wonderland, because at this point we know there's x amount of copies, and if you find another one that's gonna be a miracle, but look at these magazines that people threw out because they didn't think they were important, and now Play those boy, are rare
0: Penthouse, hustler
1: <laughs> well people beavers. people keep in, keep uh keep those around um well, and also it was kind of stupid because the old people were just like uh the Kindle killed us. And then the younger collectors were like, no, it didn't <laughs> <They were laughs> like, and, uh, they had a uh, friend in it too. And she was talking about, it. she was like, the people I see reading paperbacks and hardcovers on the subway are all in their twenties. Like there, there is a little bit of a, like, this was kind of a little bit of a temporary blip, and there is a mm-hmm. little bit of a backlash against like not actually owning things, and younger people do want to own physical objects that that you know they enjoy to have in their you know homes or whatever.
0: Tom, let me ask you this mm-hmm. As the, the book on books of the podcast yes, are we pro friendly butwitz? I don't know that. I don't know
1: enough about her. I think.
0: Um, I'm. I'm I think yes, we are. Okay. That I mean, be our, uh, that'll be our If, if there's not you, if like something I don't
1: know about her, that's awful. But I liked her in this.
0: Yeah, and I watched cool. a little we bit like
1: of her, her. Uh, talking with uh, Martin Marty.
0: Yeah, Tom. I think we might have just stolen her shtick. We've <laughs> <laughs> been doing her shtick for ten years. Like she, she could send us a cease and desist, and we'd <laughs> yeah, that checks out. I can see us. that. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> yeah, I like that like old person that's mad at other old people.
0: Yeah, but she just walks around New York City and is like pissed at everybody, and yeah, for like very, very oddly specific reasons.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, we're pro yeah. Fran boots. It's official. Yeah, she
0: hates. I mean, she don't get don't. Don't be fooled, Tom. She hates those people who are reading uh, hardcovers and paperbacks on the subway for like other reasons. Um, Yeah, and she would hate us with a
1: burning passion.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's what I like about her.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Tom, that that's that's the book research I did this week. Watching it, and I read the book. We got,
0: some, to... we got some. We some good response to talking. Uh, we, we talked about the the new George Saunders book, yes. "A Swim in a Pond in the Rain." Yes, um, I'm glad people are enjoying it. You should read that book. Um, maybe we should introduce a, a segment, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. called uh, "What You Reading." <laughs> hey,
1: what you reading?
0: Hey, hey, fellas, what you reading? Um, do you when you are covering a book as a journalist on Books to Podcast. <laughs>
1: yes, of Yeah, uh-huh.
0: Are you laser-focused on that book or do you read other, uh, or do you continue reading other books concurrently?
1: Uh, it depends. I'm still working through that George Saunders book. I think I have, mm-hmm. like, a little less than 100 pages. So, like, I've been able to read, uh, like, I was working through an essay in that book. Uh, an essay about a story that I wasn't thrilled about. or Which one? The Nose.
0: Yeah, I, I, that was my least favorite one by far.
1: Yeah, and then like reading the essay about it, I'm just like, ah, all right, I I see it, but like I don't get it, I, or I get yeah. it, but I don't like it. Um, so I, I think I'm able to do, I'm able to read, I usually in my day-to-day life am reading like a fiction book alongside a nonfiction book because that mm-hmm. I can juggle, but reading two mm-hmm. fiction books books is difficult because you start getting confused about what's going on in Mm -hmm. each uh but i can do it with if the stories are different enough then i can handle it
0: yeah i'm with you i I find it difficult to juggle multiple books at all Uh, just to yeah i feel like if i start a book i want to keep the momentum and, and uh plow forward
1: well, yeah, I've gone through so many, uh, uh, you know, periods in my life where I've like stopped reading for an extended period because the book I'm reading, I didn't like or like, yeah, I, or I, I, uh, would switch to a different book and then it's like, I read like half that book. I should have finished that before I moved on. So I try and avoid uh, that kind of stuff nowadays. You
0: should only read books that you like. Only good books.
1: Well, sometimes you don't know until you've actually read the book.
0: Well, uh, well read the book, everybody. I Read uh, Swim in the Pond in the Rain. That, yeah. Why can't I get this freaking title right? A Swim in...
1: F- the, because you're not sure if it's The Swim in The Pond. No, path. I
0: know it's... A swim in the pond?
1: (laughs) See, you don't know.
0: I don't know if if that second one, and the rain. So it's a swim, the rain. It's not a rain. I just don't know. But it's a pond or the pond? I think it's the pond. No, it's a pond.
1: A swim in a pond in the rain? It's,
0: it's, hold on.
1: (laughs) If only there were.
0: A swim in a pond in the rain. Well, there we go. I mean, I'm sure if you... Well, I would know because I finished it, Um, Tom. Some of us finished the whole goddamn book.
1: I'm sure if you got, uh... If you switched out a the for an A, it would still come up.
0: Uh, Some of us have a signed copy of that book. Ooh. And it's a misprint, so that makes it extra valuable.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, and that's why you had to buy the book twice.
0: (laughs) I did have to buy the book twice. (laughs) sucks. Um... I want to make another recommendation, Tom, of a mm-hmm. book that I'm currently reading, uh, uh, a book called "A Moral Man" by Derek Delgudio. And is he a moral man, Tom? Let me tell you this:
1: what 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 he... footing does he have to to proclaim?
0: Tom, let me show you the the cover here. Whoa, a moral man! It's like is... looking in
1: uh an endless mirror.
0: Yeah, but uh you see how immoral man is written it's all all one as one word. word. Mm-hmm. So you don't know if it's a moral man or amoral man.
1: Yeah, ooh, you have to read to find out.
0: It's about lies and deception. He's the guy that did uh the uh the film that's on Hulu um In and of itself. All oh, right. Which... which was uh, the best thing I've ever seen live and it was one of the best things I've ever seen on film.
1: You and Bill Gates both.
0: Yeah. Well, we're both similar men in that respect. No. We actually, I think, the tickets <laughs> that I I had when when you watch, you see you see Bill Gates in the audience of the film yeah. version. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have great seats, but it's a very small theater. Yeah, but I think like I think he I w- wanted w- to
1: be in the back. I think he snuck in.
0: He wasn't in the back. He was like in the middle, and this he, and he was on uh, the right side, like. I think I might have sat in the same seat that Bill Gates sat in, so like we're we're pretty similar. I think we have si- we're men of similar means. I'd say. Yeah,
1: your asses have been in the same place, maybe. Yeah,
0: and like, and because that was the best ticket each of us could afford.
1: Yeah, you probably. I you know, and look, I'm not shitting on you. I don't have a good ass either, but I'd say you and Bill Gates probably have similar asses. Similar flat (laughs) flat ass the meanest thing you've
0: ever said to me.
1: You know what? His his ass is probably (laughs) His ass is probably flatter. He's been sitting sitting in a chair coding more.
0: Uh, Flat ass I got a great ass (laughs) You don't know shit about my ass. Wait till you see, when I come out of quarantine, you're going you're to see it. You're going you're gonna to eat your words. I'm
1: mean, going to have an ass you can bounce a quarter <laughs> off of. I'm going to make you bounce a quarter off my ass.
0: In front of everybody.
1: <laughs> uh, Tim, you don't know have to do this. Please, put your pants back up. Uh, I know this is the first time all of us are out of quarantine, but my God, I have some control. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna get out of quarantine and then be locked up for indecency.
1: (laughs) Within moments of you getting together with all your quarantine. Once me and the boys are out of quarantine, and make them bounce a quarter (laughs) of my ass,
0: Tim. This week,
1: (laughs) I read part one. (laughs) Of,
0: <laughs> Both of us couldn't try to get to a segue quicker, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> tripping over ourselves.
1: Actually, very similarly titled Hound of the Baskervilles, which I've always been like, is it Hound of the Baskervilles or Hounds of the Baskerville? It is Hound, singular, of the Baskervilles, plural.
0: It's not the Hound of the Baskervilles?
1: It might be the hound, but Oh,
0: okay. I don't know. I'm look, I'm not I wasn't trying to correct you, I was trying to Yeah, well
1: I think I think it is the Hound. I'm not but that it, kind of guy. But it's not the Hounds of the Baskerville. Because you Got probably it. you know, you're sitting there like a, a common moron, probably thinking, Oh Baskerville,
0: <laughs> <What> <laughs> mean? why would you say that about me? Oh
1: Baskerville, that's probably like a town, a village. It's not. No, I, I, you,
0: I I've known the name of this book. It's
1: not or, you, fucking idiot. It's the name of I, a family.
0: I, I I know that.
1: And there's only one I, hound. There aren't a bunch of hounds running around. Were you crazy? Why
0: Why are you assuming that I didn't know this?
1: It's just uh, something I've deduced. In In you know, I'm picking up a lot of Sherlock Holmes's. Uh, powers of deduction tim
0: <laughs> and i, you, I yeah <laughs> you've been solving a lot of cr- crimes in your free time and, and like i'm admirable.
1: just i'm looking at you and i'm deducing a bunch yeah i see you got like a your shirt's a little wrinkled you got a hat on you're wearing headphones you got glasses and i'm like oh okay i can deduce that this guy probably thinks it's the hounds of the baskerville he probably thinks
0: You didn't have to bring up my wrinkled shirt. (laughs) Uh, It's a pandemic. I'm not gonna fucking iron my shirt. Sorry. Not for this, at least. So uh a job interview.
1: Oh it is, Tim. Oh, you weren't aware.
0: (laughs) Are you interviewing for your very own Watson? (laughs) A hundred percent, Tim.
1: But on because the thing is, like Watson to Holmes is like he's a dummy. But his dumminess uh, right. spurs uh, Holmes's. Like Watson will tell Holmes what he thinks, and he's like, "Great, now I know what a fucking moron thinks, so I'll think the opposite."
0: All right, t- tell the goddamn story.
1: <laughs> so it's interesting because this is, um, you know, quite a few stories later from a study in Scarlet, at least from. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, think, I, I think I mentioned I bought a two-volume set of all the uh, stories Ooh. that I'm reading from. And now let me tell you, the two-volume set, it was $12, which is a bargain. Hard uh, copy? No, no. Uh, uh, paperbacks.
0: Oh, okay. But not now, on the Kimball.
1: No. And now the first volume,
0: and I... Fran Leibowitz would be proud, Tom well
1: you know what like i i've gotten more into physical books recently just because even though i have like a nice i have a kindle oasis like one you know the nicest model you can get and uh but i don't know they reading an actual physical book i i'm able to focus better
0: Mm-hmm. i agree
1: the one thing I don't like that I do very much like about the Kindle is uh, the Kindle. If uh, you know it's a word you don't recognize, you can just hold your finger on it and it'll give
0: you the Have definition. You- Have you been reading so much on the Kindle that you've tried doing that in a physical book? Yes. Yeah. 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 That happens to me sometimes. (laughs) I've done that for this
1: book where I'm like, oh, I don't know what that word is. Especially because it's, you know, like late 1800s English. So it's like, oh, I recognize the vast majority of this. But, and a lot of times it's a word that I do know, but it's being used in a different way. So I'm like, oh, what does it mean when it's used this way? And I tap the book. I'm like, this. Fucking book's broken. I just keep pressing it. I'm like, oh, you gotta press it hard.
0: Yeah, you gotta really do And then in. it still
1: doesn't work. And then I'm like, oh, right, it's a book. But anyway, uh, what I was gonna say is uh, volume one uh, paperback uh, was a thousand pages. So it was like a little too thick for a paperback. I don't like a paperback that thick, you know? Kind of mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. brick. Uh, volume two is not as thick, which is good. But this printing, my it, it's like newsprint. My fingers keep smudging all the words. <laughs> uh, which well,
0: Stop touching all the words. You don't have to touch. Them. I mean, I guess if you think you're going to get a, a definition by, by exactly. touching it. But like you don't well, have to touch the words on the page. To well, read sometimes
1: I'm like, oh, it's not making a good connection. Let me lick my finger and then touch it. Uh, Tom, that's... Uh but anyway. Nothing
0: worse than buying like uh like this happens with a lot of public domain stuff. Like you can get like I got this uh this copy of uh Walden. Yeah. You know that book Walden. Mm-hmm. It's in the public do- and it is a Borders Books uh printing. Yeah, yeah. Borders Books. I well um, and
1: I know like Barnes and Nobles uh does like a bunch of printing.
0: Yeah, it's the biggest piece of shit book I've ever I've <laughs> ever uh, like the pages are all, uh, I don't know, it's just sloppily put together.
1: This is a Penguin Random House. No wonder House. they went out of business. <laughs> this is a Penguin Random House edition, and it's oh. great. It's formatted very well. It, my only problem is it's like they didn't let the ink dry before mm. they sent it to me. Um, But anyway, uh, my point in saying all this was, a uh, uh, Study in Scarlet was uh, the f- the first story in Volume 1. Hound of uh, the Baskervilles is the first story in Volume 2.
0: Wonderful. Tom, are you going to go back and read all the rest of the stories after this, do you think? Maybe
1: eventually if I get put in jail or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're never going to read these. You're going to throw these in the fireplace next week.
1: <laughs> um. No, I might read more. Like, I, I'm probably not going to sit down and be like, oh, I'm going to read every Sherlock Holmes story. But, like, yeah, only I, I do. do that. I kind of like that now I have them all. So, if like later on I, I hear about one, then I'm like, oh, I'd, be, I'd read that. I have it. So, anyway, uh, it starts off. Uh, Sherlock's having breakfast. Uh, Watching.
0: Oh, these volumes look very nice, by the way. Sorry. The um,
1: the ones I have.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Really gonna, is, is this one is just have like a greenish co- a cover? No. Okay. Then <laughs> uh, I'm looking at a different one, but that looks also very nice.
1: I I looked at a bunch of different copies, and this is the one that uh, I decided on. It was like twelve dollars okay. for both, which was a great price.
0: I oh thought. yeah, no. This is I'm looking at um classier versions.
1: Well, it must be nice. Rarer versions. Um so it starts off, uh Sherlock's having a breakfast. Watson comes in. Watson's like, yo, check this out. I found a walking stick. Like out outside our apartment. And he's cool. like uh he's like, uh, why don't you try to deduce What's going, uh, who that walking stick belonged to. And Watson's like, you know, uh, figuratively puts on a Sherlock hat and, uh, gives his whole, uh, like spiel about where he thinks, who he thinks it belongs to. And Sherlock's like, that's fantastic. Great work, Watson. Of course you're entirely wrong. And then
0: descending prick. Yeah, I know a I, guy. Did I ever tell you I met this British guy that is exactly like Sherlock Holmes and I hate him? What?
1: I don't think you have to. Does he solve I crimes?
0: I, I can't go into detail about where I met him or what specifically you did to me, but I fucking hate him. I hate his guts.
1: Was he wearing a, de- a deer stalker cap?
0: No, but I bet he has one. I bet he's worn one to a party. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Um, it's just sometimes he reminds me of this guy that I hate because like <laughs> this guy is so much like him.
1: Um, so Sherlock's like, "No, uh th- this cane or this walking stick belongs to a young doctor who used to live in London." because it has like uh initials on it that he's like these are the initials of uh a hospital in London but look at like how the stick is and he now lives in the country and he has a medium-sized dog based on like the the mark their teeth marks like the dog's carried mm. this um And then he's like, now I'll verify it. He goes over to his shelf. He gets a a medical directory and he's like, aha, here's like the guy's name. Yes, he did work at this London hospital. And yes, he does have a spaniel. He's like, how can you know that? And he's like, well, I'm looking out the window. I see this guy walking up. He's got Ah. a spaniel. (laughs) Um, Guy comes up, Dr. Mortimer. And, like, Sherlock's, like, hot damn. Before the guy even gets to the door, he's like, we're going to go on an adventure, Watson. This is great. And Dr. Morimer comes up, and he's like, hello, I have a case for you to solve, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I have this friend. His name was uh, Sir Charles Baskerville. And uh, he died somewhat recently. Uh, I bet it was the hound that did it. Well, we'll get to that. And he's like, uh, I think it was because there was like a curse placed on uh, one of his ancestors. uh, Maybe it was like his grandfather or something. Great grandfather, Hugo Baskerville, Mm -hmm. um, who is this guy that was like a fucking animal uh, that was like a godless man who this one time. Uh, he like had the hots for some peasant, mm-hmm. and he was like, ah, I'll keep an eye on her house for when like she's alone, and then I'll get uh, five or six of my friends, we'll go kidnap her, and uh, we'll take her kicking and screaming to my house, we'll lock her upstairs, and then we'll all get hammered. God knows what we have in store for her. Um, but she escapes, and this guy's like, even more excited like this is great now we get to hunter too because i'm a real sick fuck uh so you know he does uh the standard release the hounds and the hound the hounds run after her and uh uh he he runs ahead his friends are like trailing behind the friends get to a shepherd and they're like hey you see anything happen here and he's like yeah man i saw that guy hugo you know, or tearing off on his horse and there was a hound from hell chasing him silently. Like Hugo didn't even know. There was this insane like I in the way it's described, it sounds like uh 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 from Ghostbusters, like those uh hounds, you know, the
0: The Hellhounds.
1: The Hellhounds, yeah, that uh that um uh uh Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis turn into. Right. And uh, the friends are like, all right, cool. We'll keep going that way. The, the Hugo's horse comes up to them or passes them by, and he's uh, his mouth's frothing, and he's got no guy on him. And they're like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and then they find Hugo, and they're like, oh, there he is. And then they watch a huge black beast rip his throat out.
0: Wait, what is this? When did this happen?
1: This was like in the past.
0: Okay, this was um, currently happening in the present.
1: No, yeah, but then since then,
0: I got distracted. There's a video that some guy strapped uh, a GoPro to his dog.
1: Oh, and and saw a uh, Bigfoot. No. Oh, He's there's just walking around the house there's one where salad right now where that happens, man, and it's it's like. <laughs> What's going on? Um see so you're not even listening to
0: me, huh? <laughs> I'm listening. I was trying to get in the the mood of a hound. <laughs> Did you just Google hound? <laughs> no. Nah, I, I I'm not going to tell you how I stumbled upon this video. Uh
1: but anyway, since then many that va- Baskerville men have died violent deaths and mm. um uh Sherlock's like cool story bro but it's a fairy tale and he doesn't like,
0: believe in like supernatural no stuff like no that, right?
1: yeah, of course not he's a uh, uh, a man of uh, uh logic mm-hmm. uh so he's like anybody else like around there like yeah you know, tell me more And, uh, he's like, well, there are the
0: Barrymore, tell me more. Did the dog rip out his throat? (laughs)
1: He's like, uh, there are the Barrymores, uh, uh, you know, it's a married couple, a maid and a butler. They're the ones who found my friend Charles dead in an alley after they were like out on a walk. And, um, he said, uh, there were footsteps, like presumably, this guy, Charles's footsteps going down the alley and like halfway down the alley, the footsteps change direction. And, you know, so it was like, he walked halfway Mm -hmm. down, saw something started running the other direction. He got killed
0: much. I ask you a question about these, the Barrymore's. Yes. They're a married couple and they're a maid and a butler. Yeah. Does it say if they met on the job or if they uh, applied together?
1: It doesn't, but that is a very good question. Right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Sorry. Go on. Because
1: otherwise, like, are you like a maid and you meet some guy and he's like, ah, I'm like a coal miner. And they're like, ah, come be a butler with me. Or, yeah, was it just like, look, we're the only maid and butler at this place.
0: We're a package deal. Uh,
1: How are we going to meet other people? We're at some fucking estate miles from anywhere on the (laughs) moors. Let's just let's just get married because what else are we gonna do? That's how
0: things happened back then. Oh, it's absolutely. Like gotta, yeah, I'm not. I'm not probably not gonna meet anybody
1: else. <laughs> yeah, it's not even. I'm not gonna meet anybody better. It's I'm not gonna meet anyone else. Uh, oh, and similar to a study in Scarlet. Which, like, this is one of the things where I'm like, I don't think this is a real thing. Once again, this guy died and his face was, like, contorted in fear and somehow stayed frozen that way. It is
0: all the time in these books.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But anyway, they notify the next of kin, which is uh, his uh, nephew, Henry. Mm Mm-hmm. And Henry's elsewhere in England. He's on his way. He's going to come to London London first. Um, and uh, Sherlock's like, eh, Dr. Mortimer, or Mr. Mortimer, I forget. No, he's a doctor. Uh, Dr. Mortimer. Like, anything else he can tell us that, uh, you know, wasn't in the papers or whatever. So, you know, maybe we could... If we come across other people who know things, then we'll know things you know how it works. Um, and he's like, yeah, um, I saw this beast, uh, a couple of weeks before, uh, like out in the moors. And then also I found, uh, uh, there were footprints near the dead body, uh, that were, guess what? Beast footprints. What? Yeah. And he's like, most people wouldn't recognize them because they wouldn't be looking for him, but, uh, they were beast footprints. What does that mean? They were just like footprints of a beast.
0: <laughs> a dog? A hound?
1: Yeah, like a big like a big ass dog. A big ass wolf. Okay. Um, Holmes is like, look, I got uh, you gotta give me uh excuse me, twenty-four hours to ponder about all this stuff. And he's like, uh, you said Henry's on his way. Uh, bring him to me. I got questions for him. Next day, uh, Mortimer brings Henry, and Henry's like, it's a good thing you brought me here, because guess what, Sherlock Holmes? I got a mystery for you, too. And even if Mortimer hadn't brought me here, I would have come here on my own. Um,
0: No, he wouldn't have. His, his,
1: his mysteries like a lot... Well yeah i'm I'm trying to look through yeah I mean there's not really this isn't a mystery that's of Sherlock's caliber to be honest uh no, I guess it is I yes, it is i I forgot one of the details. um he's like, look, I was in a hotel last night because you know I'm like traveling across the country. um he's like I woke up and there was a letter i think it was slid under his door and it was warning him not to come to uh uh to you know the ancestral home it was like stay away mm. and he was like i booked this hotel like i showed up and i booked that hotel room and went in it so he's like somebody's following me it's not like somebody found out i had a reservation mm-hmm. or whatever He's like, also, one of my damn boots was stolen. I had left these boots out to be shined, and then one of them was gone uh, the next day.
0: I'd like to be able to stay at a hotel where you could leave stuff out to happen. I always wanted to send a suit down to get pressed.
1: I mean, you can, but just expensive.
0: Yeah, I've never traveled with a suit either. Next time we go to London, <laughs> Tom, and do a show, I'm going to wear a suit, and I'm going to get the...
1: Tim, when we stay in London, we stay in like the worst hotels imaginable.
0: I know. I'm gonna stay in a nice <laughs> hotel this time.
1: You, you're I'm gonna, gonna lose a lot of money.
0: King's place to pay for it.
1: Yeah, right. Anyway. Yeah. Um so he's got a boot stolen and they're like, uh, Sherlock's like, Okay, cool, I'll keep that in mind. You guys should probably get on your way, see you later. And they're like, "All right," they leave, and then he's like, "Watson, put your goddamn coat on. We gotta go follow them." He's like, "Why do you tell me?" He's like, "I told him to leave so we can go follow them." So he they follow him. and they see like a cab following this pair, but then somebody in the cab, very similar to the last story, sees that they're being followed, and is like.
0: It's a double follow situation. Yeah,
1: and it's like, hey, get out of here. But they see it's a guy with like a big, black, bushy beard. So big. Like you. So big it might be fake. My beard's more brunette.
0: Yeah, but it's bushy.
1: It is bushy. I'm trimming it tomorrow. Thank you. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, Holmes uh, is like, all right, they're going to their ancestral home. I got shit to do, Watson. You got to go there. Keep an eye on him. Bring a gun. Uh, and I'll I'll come catch up with you. But in the meantime, send me letters about what's going on. I don't want you to know what I'm thinking to like, cloud your judgment of what's important and unimportant. Just tell me everything.
0: Hmm.
1: So he's like, all right. Um, oh, uh, then Sherlock... Sherlock got like the cab number of that cab and arranges to like get that cab driver to come to his apartment and he has like a complaint and the guy's like oi what you got a complaint about and he's like I don't have a complaint psych uh, I have questions about what's going on sorry there's a, a con-
0: what is that beautiful there's singing? a concert
1: going out on outside my apartment right now um, so
0: uh so he, tri- he tricks the cab driver to come over to answer some questions.
1: Yeah, but he pays him. So the cab driver's like, oh, okay, it's not a complaint. Cool. I'm getting paid. And he's like, tell me about this guy. And he's like, I don't know that much about the guy. And then he's like, oh, I do remember, though, when I let him out, he stopped he took a few steps out of my cab and then turned around and said, It might interest you to know you've been driving Sherlock Holmes tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is Sherlock, and Holmes Sherlock known at this point?
1: By by now he is known. He's hmm. starting to get uh famous. Him and Watson. They're starting to get a reputation. Uh but not famous enough to be
0: recognized on site?
1: Uh not necessarily. You know, it's it's more his name's been in the paper than his picture, right? Okay, uh, but Sherlock hears this. Sherlock,
0: well, it is the 1600s, it,
1: it, it's not, <laughs> it's the 1700s. Uh, Sherlock thinks this is hilarious. He's like, Oh, that's too rich. This guy said he was me. Oh, I'm. Like, you know, he, his personality is like, oh, awesome. Right. Great. Like he's kind of, he's a narcissist. So he's, he, he, and like, he's always bored. So he's like, I'm excited about this. Uh, I have, you know, potentially a worthy opponent here. Um, uh, Watson goes off with him, uh, to, to the Moors, uh, Do you know what a moor is?
0: It's like cliffs or something?
1: It can have cliffs, but it's like kind of like a cold desert. (laughs) Like, it's just kind of like an area with like very, uh, like acidic dirt. So like nothing can really grow there. Okay. So like there's minimal vegetation, uh, any vegetation there is, is, you know, it's not like trees and stuff. It's like little shrubs and grass. Uh, and it's just like, there are marshes and stuff like places where you can like sink into, it, it sounds like more suck basically. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, I always got that impression cause it's always only in the most boring literature.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing. It's like very desolate. Like the Baskerville's home is like miles from anyone else's homes. Right. Uh, it, it's very spread out. Um, you know, they get there. It's, it's very creepy. Um, they're, they, they encounter a soldier with a, like a rifle out and Watson's like, Hey, what's going on? And they're like, Oh, uh, the Notting Hill murderer escaped from prison a few days ago and he's on the loose. So we got to keep an a Hugh Grant. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, he's, he's very, uh, Charming, but also uh, always bewildered <laughs> at what's going on. Okay. Um, Watson, like that first night, hears in the middle of the night like a woman sobbing. And then the next day, he's like, he's uh, he the butler and he's like, hey, Barrymore, uh, did you hear a woman sobbing last night? And he's like, nope, no idea what you're talking about. And then he comes across Barrymore's wife, the maid, also Barrymore. And she's got, like, uh, red swollen eyes. And he's like, oh, she was obviously crying. That was her. Weird. Um, He goes to town.
0: He's got, like... He doesn't have a lot of luck with the ladies, right? Watson? I mean, he's
1: not trying or to Holmes. fuck this guy's wife, if that's what you're asking.
0: No, it's just in general, um, I'm asking. Does that ever come up? Uh,
1: it hasn't come up yet. I get the impression that he, yeah. he isn't trying his hand very often.
0: Okay. Look, you don't have to get defensive.
1: Well, I'm just saying that it's not like he's, like, out there getting rejected all the time.
0: Well, maybe he is, and they just don't write about <laughs> it because that makes him look like a loser.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of this is Watson's account, so it would make yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: that's all I'm saying,
1: they they have this plan of like we're gonna send uh, while they were in London, we're gonna send a telegram to Barrymore uh, to see if he's like at home. I didn't completely get this part. It was like the 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 telegram came back not delivered. He wasn't at home. Okay. Or like his wife said, like, oh, he's up there. He's up in the loft. He can't be disturbed, but, like, I'll take it. Um, uh, uh, Watson's out walking. Wa- Watson's here for, like, weeks by himself. <laughs> it sounds real boring. Everything sounds so boring back then. There was nothing to do. Uh, so he's just, like, wandering around the moors. This guy comes right up to him. This guy, Jack Stapleton, he's from the Merripit house. And he's like, oh, you're Watson, ain't you? But probably not, doesn't have that accent. Uh, probably is a different one. And he's like, uh, how do you know? And he's like, you're and this is where I know he's like, well, you're famous. You're like the guy who works with Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I, I've heard of you. And I heard you were, you know, staying at uh, the Barrymore house, whatever. Uh, And uh, Jack Sableton kind of like shows him around the moors, explains the moors to him. And then he's like, look, man, that guy, Charles, he was in really good shape. He died of like natural causes, they're saying. He's like, he didn't die of natural causes. A guy like him, he wouldn't do that. Uh, and he's like, look, all these moors is real dangerous. If you're like, if you don't know your way around, you're going to end up in a marsh. And then like more or less on cue, he's like, oh, look over there. And they like just watch like a, a pony uh, drowning in a marsh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they watch a pony. Dra- Was it staged?
1: No, it was just like, I he was telling him about like another pony drowning, and then he was like, "Oh, look, there's one now. I think just a Speaking lot of, the of these, a lot of ponies, you know, went the wrong way in these moors and died, and Jack Sableton's like, "I know the way around the moors, like you gotta know all the paths uh, that you can take to not, you know, get stuck in a marsh and drown." They hear like a low moan coming from somewhere and Watson's like, what the hell is that? And Sableton's like, oh no, that's that's normal. That's just like a (laughs) other thing. I don't know, man. And then it's a regular mode. And then he's like, oh look. Oh, he has a butterfly net with him. And he's like, oh there's a butterfly I'm after. So he like runs off after this butterfly. (laughs) What? Through like a very dangerous weird. A dangerous more where like you know Watson's watching him like zigging and zagging, like leaping from rock to rock, and then out of nowhere, like a lady comes up to Watson, and she's like, "And Watson, it is like this lady's hot as hell." He doesn't describe <laughs> it that way, but you know, in a way, he's like, "Ooh, I was quite befuddled by her beauty." See, this is why I was asking earlier. What? Oh, about him? How he
0: how he fares with the ladies? Yeah,
1: well, here, you know, it sounds like he's you know uh, hiding a boner. He's so uh, <laughs> <laughs> turned on. <laughs> uh, it turns out, uh, so she just comes up to him out of nowhere and is like, "Get out of here! You have to leave. Leave here and never come back." And he's like, "Beg your pardon." And then she's like... Oh, oh. come on, ass!" <laughs> oh, come on, baby. No <laughs> respect. Uh, and then she's like, oh, wait, you're not, uh, like, a Baskerville? And he's like, no. And she's like, oh, uh, forget I said anything. <laughs> and, like, takes off. She is Beryl, Jack's um, sister. Beryl? Beryl. B r y l. Um, that's a dumb name. And he's like, well, that's weird. And then, you know, he, he he's like, all right, Jack, uh, you know, I'll see you later. I got to go back to, uh, you know, the boring old creepy house. And uh, Beryl has, like, taken a shortcut or something and, like, cut him off and, you know, gets Watson alone. And Watson's like, ooh, ooh la la, but he's not... Um, and she's like, Oh, forget I said that stuff earlier. That's embarrassing. I was just joking. <laughs> don't, don't repeat that. And he's like, Well, no, you seemed like you knew something and were warning me to leave. And she's like, Well, no, not you, the other guy. It's fine. Forget it. Forget I said anything. Um, oh, and Watson also notices that Beryl uh uh has no resemblance to Jack. Is like these two aren't siblings basically, but they, mm. they say they are. Um Watson finally write Watson finally writes a letter to Holmes. He's been there for two weeks. Meanwhile Sherlock Holmes is like
0: tell me everything.
1: It takes him two weeks Well he's
0: been he's been like filing it all away though, right? This is this is bullshit that this Sherlock Holmes story has (laughs) very little Sherlock in it. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's mostly a Watson story. It's like a bottle episode,
0: Uh, or or a backdoor pilot for Watson. The oh yeah,
1: (laughs) Uh, but Watson doesn't really do anything except like walk around and observe things. Um, uh, But by now uh barrels met henry the nephew and like it's obvious that they got the hots for each other um okay so he like writes that and then also late one night watson like hears something in the hallway he gets up and he sees barrymore walking through the halls middle of the night go into yeah. a, her- a room like, uh, it It almost sounded like a secret room, like a room Watson wasn't aware of. Um, mm-hmm. Light a candle in the window, stare through the window intently, waiting, and then blows out the candle and leaves and, and goes back to bed. So obviously, Watson, and like, there's nothing out the window but fucking more. <laughs> so it's like, well, he was signaling something, somebody, but right. but we don't know what, and and that's where it, where that's where the 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 first half of the book
0: ends. Can I make a, a prediction? I w- for part I would two? love for you to. I think Holmes was there. Is is going to be revealed to like have been lurking around the whole time, because you can't trust Watson to do all this on his
1: own. Oh. Mm. I'd be surprised. Oh, I'm not going to say you're hmm. wrong, but, but like at this point, like Holmes seems to very much trust Watson to the point where, like, you know, he has them guess, like, tell, you know, you use what you've learned, deduce this guy. And like he loves. <laughs> deduce this guy. <laughs> and like the thing is, when. When even though Watson's wrong, Holmes is still kind of proud of him because he's like, You're wrong, but the the pass you went down makes sense. Like mm-hmm. you are learning to be observant, even though you're you're wrong, you're still using the right tools.
0: So is Sherlock Holmes still in his like early twenties at this
1: point? I think so. I think both of them are still, that's, like, pretty young.
0: That's maddening. I, I I hate a guy being like, oh, well, you're on the right track, and it's just a fucking child himself. I don't care how smart you are. I never would have... Uh, could you imagine being an adult and then uh, going to see Doogie Hauser as your fucking doctor? No. <laughs> yeah. Never do that. I, mean, I
1: think that's what a lot of episodes of Doogie Howser were about.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> But nobody's ever seen one. But I
1: mean, also like, yeah, Holmes, Holmes and Watson might still be young, but like the old men coming to them were like 29.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. It's just (laughs) everybody. Everybody was
1: dead by 36. It was just a different time. And like, uh, you know, I think it was also like how you conduct yourself. And it was like. Holmes and Watson conducted themselves like gentlemen, so and everybody had like weird mustaches and beards and stuff, so it was hard to tell I think
0: mm mm-hmm. okay,
1: but I think also like holmes Holmes really appreciates the way Watson looks at things. It gives him a different way to look at things, mm-hmm, and then also he's like a good gopher like yeah Holmes is literally like yo I can't come because uh, uh uh Mortimer's like Holmes you're such a good guy you're so smart why don't you come to uh, the Baskerville estate and like you hang around to make sure nobody kills Henry and he's like yo I'm not a bodyguard <laughs> it's like I can't do that I got fucking cases to solve man
0: yeah Watson will yeah. do it.
1: Yeah, and he's basically like, yeah, Watson will do it. Yeah. He'll he'll go do it. Yeah. He's a good second for me.
0: Okay, I don't like Sherlock Holmes.
1: Uh, I do. I I like the relationship between the two. Yeah,
0: it's an I unusual I feel like relationship. This guy was trying to make me his Watson, and I didn't like him. Oh, this actual guy you know in real life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Tim, you'd be lucky if somebody made you their Watson.
0: Yeah, I think he he wanted less of a like. I think he just wanted to condescend to me on a regular basis.
1: <laughs> okay, well that's odd. I mean, if you're not getting paid to solve crimes, solve cases, no. yeah.
0: Because like, yeah, I don't think this guy even solved crimes. Because I mean, maybe look, maybe he's a detective.
1: I'd love to be Sherlock Holmes, but I'd take Watson. I'd love to be Batman, but if Batman were real and he's like, hey, you want to be Robin? I'd be like, put me in them tights. I'll be Robin. You're way too old to be Robin. I know, but it, maybe it would be like a very old Batman and we'd just be like a very sad yeah. dynamic duo.
0: Yeah, it'd be, it'd be very sad if you were a Robin.
1: <laughs> Still wearing just uh, a circus outfit and little tights. <laughs>
0: Hey <laughs> it might be a little cute <laughs>
1: well that's uh and and that's where that's where it it left off for part well, part one uh, of uh the hound of the Baskervilles.
0: I'm not exactly sure what the mystery is, but I look forward to i mean to it's it being basically solved.
1: like everybody thinks there is like a supernatural hound killing this family, right. and obviously that can't be the actual case.
0: Right. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing uh, my man Sherlock uh, debunk this. Well, he's he, Sherlock Holmes is the original Snopes.com. <laughs> that, you know, he says that at one point to Watson. Wow. Wow. He says, Did Impression. you know, Watson? Yeah.
1: I'm the original Snopes.com.
0: <laughs> Watson probably had no idea what he's talking he about. He often in, says, Sherlock Holmes said, Uh, Maybe check back in 200 years.
1: Uh, Debunked, my dear Watson.
0: Did he say elementary yet?
1: Not yet. Not yet.
0: (laughs) What am I going to watch at the end of this, Tom?
1: Uh, That's a good question. I originally thought you should play the Sega CD game.
0: Right, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I don't have a Sega CD (laughs) player. Yeah.
1: Uh machine. I'm thinking maybe you should watch the guy Richie Sherlock Holmes with uh okay. Robert Fanny yeah, Jr. That. and uh um uh Jude Law. Honestly, okay. like I haven't watched all of the BBC Sherlock, but well, I watch it until it started seeming to get really bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um
0: I watched some of that. It was okay. Yeah.
1: Like the, the first season, the first two seasons, I liked a lot. Uh, they were really good. And then it seemed like it like took a nosedive in, in terms of quality and, um, reading this, I'm, I'm actually more impressed with those first two seasons. They seem to really capture these, uh, these two characters in particular, uh, hmm. So I was impressed with that.
0: Well, uh, should I should I watch uh, the CBS uh, drama Elementary, starring Lucy Liu as Doctor Joan?
1: Oh, with uh, with uh, Lucy Liu.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I just said. Uh, uh, it, we have it, a bad connection. Yeah, for a, a couple a little bit.
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if there are episodes that are based on these cases, that would be interesting.
0: And Johnny Lee Lee Miller as Sherlock Holmes. Who is he? Mm Mm-hmm. Is he from Hackers? He's an actor, I think. Have you not seen Hackers? He was in Hackers, and it's not even in his known for on uh, IMDb.
1: Wow, well, well, well—that's what happens when you play Sherlock Holmes.
0: No, this is his top four are Mind Hunters, a two thousand four movie. Yeah, Aeon Flux, Dracula two thousand, and then he was Sick Boy in Train Spotting. Nice. All right, this has gone on long enough, Tom. all right. Well, we'll figure out
1: next week for sure what you're going to watch and we'll, we'll yeah. discuss it.
0: And everybody, if you're planning on watching along, don't because it's not going to be worth well, it. Well,
1: sound off in the comments, though, if there's a, a particular media interpretation that you want him to watch that's accessible. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, there's a 1970s, you know. Uh, yeah.
0: And. And nothing boring. Please don't <laughs> bore me with some like, oh, this had the great Shakespearean actor play. Like, I don't care.
1: Yeah. Give Give Tim something. What do you want? Like some uh, full frontal nudity?
0: Yes, blood, always. blood, or guts, rear.
1: Some yeah, rear nudity, be fine
0: too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I do remember I know, thank the, you, the, the
1: guy Ritchie movies were entertaining. I don't know how accurate they were, but they were fun.
0: I do want to say this, Tom, mm-hmm. about uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I'm watching the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, well, you know, like, at the very least, he's very charming, yeah. right, mm-hmm. in these movies. Nobody can be charming if they have that facial hair. His facial <laughs> hair in the movie... You know, and all those movies make me like it takes me out of it. It's like I can't I can't root for this guy.
1: Nobody can be charming if they're wearing a metal mask that's always frowning.
0: That's true. Also, how are they always talking to each other? I got a lot of questions. You know what? We're (laughs) gonna have to do a a Marvel update episode. Uh, A Marvel
1: deep dive. All right, maybe that'll be an in between episode.
0: Okay. Um, hey, everybody, thanks for being patrons. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. Until next week, uh, element. what, what is his catchphrase? Elementary, my dear does Watson. He say, no, but does he, does he say, like, Excelsior? He
1: says, the game is afoot.
0: The game, oh, until next week. The game is afoot. That doesn't really work either. We'll see you next week.